everyone. This is Melissa, and I'm the talkative introvert. The Friday before this episode airs actually marks the one year anniversary of the talkative introvert podcast. So a year ago, on May 28th, 2020, I aired my very first podcast episode. I honestly almost completely forgot until I saw another podcast post. They posted their anniversary, and I was like, Wait, I'm pretty sure I started around the same time they did. So I had to go back um, onto my Buzzsprout profile and see <laughs> when I aired my first episode. But yeah, so the Talkative Introvert is now officially a one years old. And so in celebration of this anniversary, I decided to do an introvert-related episode for you guys, since that's pretty much how I started this podcast anyways. Today I'll be discussing whether being an introvert is a choice or not. So before I get into that, my voice is pretty hoarse today, a little more raspier than usual, I feel like. And I drank a bunch of water and I've been trying to like clear my throat, but I think it's just because I did a lot of talking the night before and I realized or I noticed that whenever I talk a lot the day before, like if I have a bunch of meetings that I'm facilitating, my voice gets really hoarse the next day and I think... Um, I think that's just because I'm just not used to talking all the time, I guess, or not talking a lot. Um, even though I'm, I call myself the talkative introvert, I spend majority of my day by myself working and I don't usually facilitate meetings on a regular basis. So there's long periods of time throughout my day where I just absolutely don't talk. So that's probably why my voice is so horse. <laughs> but anyways, so back to the topic. Um, so yeah, is being an introvert a choice or not? This came about because my mom insists that I'm more like her than I think, but I highly disagree. I am a lot like my mother, but not in the social aspects of our lives. Um, my mother loves to be around people. She loves people. She likes talking to people. She likes spending time with people. She gets lonely very easily and she doesn't like doing anything by herself or on her own. She really loves parties and events and she just really enjoys the company of others. Like she has no problem asking someone at a grocery store like, oh, what are you guys cooking? Like, she'll see what their ingredients are that they bought. And if it seems really interesting to her, I've seen her like talk to them and like ask them what they're cooking and how they're cooking it because cooking is like really like one of her favorite things to do. Also, it's like one of her, I, I believe like one of her best talents. And so she is totally cool with like going up to people and asking them stuff and talking to them. And, um, she even sometimes gets excited to talk to people, um, complete strangers. And I'm like the complete opposite of that. I definitely don't, uh, I'm definitely not a social butterfly like she is. Um, but she refuses to think that I, um, am an introvert, I guess. I'm not sure. I don't think she really understands what that means. Like being an introvert and extrovert. But she doesn't believe me that I'm not more like her. I think last year was definitely more apparent than ever how much she's a social person because she finally did retire. And the pandemic has been really rough on her 
because she enjoys the company of others so much. And she was totally ready to do all the things she's been talking about because she wanted to take classes, um, specifically like, like cooking classes or like, um, what did she say? Like gardening classes and like different types of like just fun classes that has to do with like her hobbies and learning how to do new things. And she also like was super excited to like hang out with her girls because um, I believe all of them or most of them are retired and they love to hang out. And she like was telling me about like before the pandemic, they literally spent all day together and they like stayed at a restaurant so late that they were closed and then they went to Starbucks and they stayed so late there and until they closed. And she just loved that. It was like when she talked about it, um, you could like see the, the glitter in her eyes or the glimmer, whatever, whatever. But she was so ready to like do that and participate in like clubs, like go to community centers and hang out with other retired folks. And she was especially excited to host some parties and event and events because, um, when she's working, she doesn't really have like the energy or the time to do that, but now she can. And she actually was pretty disappointed because my brother and I both got married in 2019, but we both also decided not to do the whole big wedding. My brother didn't even invite anyone to his wedding. He married his wife like a week before his birthday. Then we went out to eat to celebrate his birthday. And he was like, oh, by the way, I got married. I was pretty shocked, not going to lie. I mean, I knew they would probably get married eventually because they've been together for a few years now and we're living together and all that. Um, but I didn't think he would go secretly get married. And a family member actually was like, uh, did your brother knock up his girlfriend? Like, what's up with the secret wedding? But that's not the case. She actually didn't get pregnant until after they were married. So they truly just did the secret wedding thing. Then if you listen to previous episodes, I didn't have the big wedding either. My husband and I actually got married at the same place my brother and his wife got married. But I at least invited my mom and other people. But our wedding was a total of like 20 people. We didn't invite a whole lot of people. We just kept it local. Which, I mean, in a way kind of sucked because we didn't get to invite other friends and stuff. But because it's like this, a courthouse wedding, you know, there's not really a large capacity. And so we just kept it to whoever was local and whoever um can go to a wedding. Like, because it was a Friday. So, like, whoever could take a Friday off within, like, two weeks notice, I think. I think we literally told people, like, two weeks in advance. And it was just people who lived here in Sacramento. Because if we were going to invite like literally everybody else and like all our friends, it would end up being, I don't know, probably like 200 people. And we were just not about that, especially like if our parents were going to invite their friends and all that stuff. And it's like all these people we don't actually know, but my parents or our parents know and talk about us all the time and they're close to and blah, blah, blah. It just wasn't like I wasn't about the whole big wedding. And so my mom was pretty upset with that. My mom dreamed of having a big extravagant wedding because she didn't get to have one. She also did a courthouse wedding with my dad um, because I don't think my dad was really into it. So I did kind of suck. I did feel kind of bad because I did want that for my mom. But at the same time, like... (laughs) 
It's not about her. It's about me and my husband. So I, I felt bad, but not at the same time because it turned out the way we wanted it and not how, you know, other people wanted it, I guess. I still got to do some wedding stuff. Like I still brought my mom to the cake testings. Well, it was her idea to get a cake. <laughs> um, so me and her did the cake testing. So Brandon didn't even get to go and to taste the cakes and like see the cakes and all that stuff. Um, I just asked him like what theme we wanted. And so we did a, cause originally if we were going to do the whole big wedding, we kind of wanted it to be fallout themed, like the game fallout. If you guys are familiar with that, um, it's like this post apocalyptic fifties, um, kind of era. So like it's, it's as if like if the nuclear war actually happened and everything became a like wasteland. So you're kind of stuck in the fifties because that's when it happened, but it's still modern because there's still like robotics and whatever. Anyways, it was going to be like kind of like that fifties, like old vintage themed anyways. And, um, so, uh, we got to like design the cake, but my mom was the one who actually went to the bakeries with me and did the cake testing. Like you'd think we would be <laughs> planning her wedding. Um, and we did go dress shopping, even though I already had a dress. My mom just wanted to look at the d- other wedding dresses and look at, um, like just how they, how they looked on me, I guess. And, um, there's just no way though that we would have gone in a wedding dress because, uh, you have to like get measurements and you have to get like all wedding dresses, um, are kind of special ordered and tailored to your body. So there was like no way to do that within two weeks. So I ended up just borrowing my friend's dress and she ended up just giving it to me anyways. Um, and I just altered it a little bit. And so my mom got to at least be part of that, the whole dress thing. Cause we still like added stuff to it and, and modified it a little bit to my, to more of like my taste and preference. So she got to do some stuff. Okay. So it, <laughs> it wasn't all bad, but yeah, anyways, so she was still upset that we didn't do the big wedding, but, um, because we didn't do the big wedding, she also very much insisted on just doing a wedding party. So like no reception or anything like that, just, or no, what's it called? Ceremony, but just a wedding party. So we did a joint wedding party of my brother and his wife, and then me and my husband. And we did that like on May 4th. So just like a couple months after our actual weddings and not gonna lie, man, there's that raspy voice. Okay. Not gonna lie though. It was pretty, pretty stressful. And it was kind of a lot of work. I mean, I guess it's not as much work as doing a real wedding. And I understand that, but it's just a lot of work in general because I don't plan parties, you know, like I either people hang out with us or they don't. We don't like I don't think I've ever really planned a party other than my debut. But other than that. It was just like stressful because we were like getting the invites out and you know, even though like it's my mom's party and she's the one that wanted it and we didn't want it, we still ended up doing a lot of the work. So like in a way, in a way, 
it kind of was more about her than it was about us. But, um, but we just did it anyways, you know, make her happy. And other family members were also pretty upset that they weren't invited to our wedding. And I get that. It's a, it's a big event. So yeah, we did the whole wedding party. And again, that one, because it's at my mom's house and because, um, it's a joint of my brother's friends and our friends and our families. Like I did, I also didn't invite all the people I would probably invite either. Um, cause Brandon just has like a ton of friends too. <laughs> and so like that would have been too big. And then my nephew was also in town and cause he's in the Marines and my mom said, yeah, I'd let invite your friends too. And I was just like, Oh my God, it's just like so much. It was too much. Um, and I know that that's not the end of it. Like once this pandemic's over, my mom is going to go back into like party planning mode and, getting, I don't know, finding some excuse to like have some type of party. We didn't get to do her retirement party. So we'll probably end up doing that. And then like something for her birthday or I don't know, something for her. Cause I know she loves the parties and honestly, I'm just feeling exhausted just thinking about it. And it's not even, we don't even know what party she's planning yet. So this whole episode came about one day because I was just hanging out with her and we were having a conversation about how weird it is, um, not having my dad around anymore. So my dad died, um, a few years, a couple years ago now. And she said that she just misses having another person in the house, even though they didn't really spend a whole lot of time together. Cause my dad was pretty sick before he died. He stayed in his room and watched TV majority of the time. His room was basically, a hospital room. Like he had an actual hospital bed that got shipped there from Kaiser and he had his oxygen tank and all this like, you know, medical stuff. So my mom did move out of that room and into one of the spare rooms, but she just misses a person, like just a living person, not her dogs, like just a living person just in the house with her. And she was talking about even just living in one of those assisted living places um, so she can socialize with other retired people. And I remember telling her, like, I don't think I would live in those kinds of places. Like I, if Brandon died uh, when we get older or even now, like I just, I think I'll just live on my own. Like I wouldn't mind living by myself. Um, I don't think I'd want to do the whole assisted living or living in some type of community where you're socializing with other people and there's events and I don't know, daily activities. <laughs> like I'd, I'd rather just be my, by myself. And I told her that I would just get tired of all that stuff and socializing too much. And I would just feel obligated to go. And I would like have to constantly make up excuses not to go. And I told her even now, like I get so tired when there's a one, like an event one after the other. And I can't, I just can't spend too much time with people and I need my alone time. You know, your typical introverted stuff. And she kept saying, well, you're just saying that now. You just think that now, but that's not how you're gonna going to feel. And that's not how you're going to think once you're actually by yourself. And she just doesn't believe me that I can handle being by myself. Like to a degree, I get it. You know, she, she could be right. Cause I don't really know what it's truly like to be on my own. Cause I've always lived with Brandon since I was 18. Since I moved out, we always lived together. Um, I never lived on my own. 
but I feel like I just know myself well enough that I can definitely handle being by myself, at least more than she can. And unlike her, I very much enjoy doing a lot of things by myself. She doesn't, like I said earlier, um, she doesn't really understand the whole introvert-extrovert thing, and she didn't even really understand what my podcast title meant. But I don't know if that's like a language barrier or that's just, she just doesn't get it. You know, like she doesn't understand the difference. And looking back at that conversation, it made me want to research, is it a choice? Is being an introvert or an extrovert a choice? Are you born this way? And of course, I went to the interwebs to figure that out. Based on some articles I read, they say that there's not really any definitive proof that we're born this way, but it is definitely something that is set really early in development. And I can't remember how old you are, but I feel, I think it's like four years old, something like it was, it's just really early on in your development. You already know whether you're an introvert or an extrovert or have like introvert or extrovert tendencies. So whether we are born this way or not, you know, at least we just know at a young age um, what we are and, uh, or not know, but we have this, you know, the traits of what we would be. And that doesn't really change when we get older. Rather, you know, introverts may adopt extrovert traits and may outwardly act more extroverted for like specific reasons, like getting through a social event or networking or any of that. Like I'm definitely, like I definitely adopt a lot of extrovert traits just to get by and like my work events and stuff like that. Luckily, like with this new job, we don't really have that. And with the pandemic, we don't have that. But I definitely had that whole, you know, fake it till you make it concept down when it comes to work. In the articles I read that even though introverts like adopt those extrovert traits and try to be more extroverted outwardly, once an introvert reaches their social limit, they like just revert back to their introverted ways so they can recharge. Like these just... Um, no matter how hard they try to be more extroverted, they still need that alone time, that solitude to recharge for the next social event. So you introverts out there, no matter how hard you try, no matter how many extroverted traits you, you master and you adopt, you're just, you're still going to need that solitude to replenish your social media because no matter what, spending time with people will still exhaust you. And to me, I feel like in that aspect, like it's not a choice. And then another article I read, it, it explains how our brains just react in a specific way based on the types of stimuli that are presented to us. So this certain article stated, the sensitivity towards dopamine is higher for introverts as compared to extroverts. Therefore, introverts will be overstimulated if dopamine is rele released in higher levels. Meaning our brain is, is wired a certain way. So if our brain reacts differently, then again, like I said, that leads me to believe that introversion and extroversion is not a choice. Rather, it's a functionality of the brain. So this article um, does speak more into like the science behind introversion and extroversion, how their brains work, our brains work and how they differ. So I'll definitely link all the articles that I read. So if you want, you can read it for yourself. 
Um, this specific article, there's just a little too much science jargon for me to share. But the main gist is that our brains do to develop differently and an introverted brain can be differentiated from an extroverted brain. Then I learned that our environment and experiences also shape how introverted or extroverted we are because no one is 100% one way or the other. We're all on a spectrum. That's why when you take the MBTI test, you get a percentage. An example one of the articles used was a comparison of like two siblings. They they were both considered introverts because of their need to recharge after socializing. Um, however, the older sibling received positive feedback and was rewarded for being bold or showy, while her younger sibling was told that she was copying her sister when she acted the same way and received negative feedback. So the younger sibling ended up being more shy and restrained as compared to her sister, who ended up being more eager to make new friends, for example. And so that made me think about what made me so introverted, because if you listen to previous episodes, I got 93% introverted, which I'm not sure if that's possible, because <laughs> that seems very introverted, but I don't know. Granted, I never took the official MBTI quiz. I only did that 16 personalities quiz. I do want to actually take the real test someday, but it does cost money. I think it's like 50 bucks to do, but I do actually want to take it and officially know whether I am an INTJ or not. So I will probably cough up the money someday to do it because I, I, <laughs> I do need that validation because I'm going around saying I'm an INTJ and I do INTJ episodes and I use the INTJ has- hashtag and even though like, I feel like I do highly resonate with being an INTJ and I enjoy the memes and I love the INTJ podcast and things I hear about it and learn about it. Um, I still want to double check, you know, because the 16 personalities, like, I don't know how accurate that quiz is because it's a, it's a fairly short quiz and it's a very fast quiz and it's, I don't know. Um, I don't know. So, uh, someday I'll take it. Maybe I'll do that this month and I'll let you guys know. Anyways, I do remember at a young age, like what may contribute to my highly introverted nature. Because I do remember like being rewarded for being the quiet one and adults liked me because I wasn't so rowdy and they liked that I was more mature and whatnot and I very much enjoyed being around the adults also more than the kids. And I remember back then, like the adults used to tell their kids, like, why can't you be more like Mia? Oh, Mia is my nickname at home, by the way. And not going to lie, I definitely liked that. I, But I would never gloat or express that in front of the other kids. But I did like the adults did favor me and they, you know, gave me the f- positive feedback on my behavior and how like it was okay that I was quiet and reserved and more, you know, a little more conservative and not so rowdy and all of, all of that. Because also coming from a religious background, a Christian background, in a way I was rewarded for being an introvert also because like I said, I was a little more conservative. So unlike some girls, I wasn't super infatuated with getting guys' attentions and being their friends. I mean, 
I wasn't really trying to be anyone's friend. I feel like people kind of just adopt me. I don't think I ever really went up to any of my friends. They always just found their way to me, with the exception of my husband, because my brother told me to go talk to him. But other than that, like, I don't really, um, I don't really seek out friends and I don't try and go out to make friends and they kind of just come to me. Like, I'm pretty sure that's how all my friendships are. Um, I do remember going to a party once when I was pretty young. I think I was still in elementary school. And I remember it was like a boy girl party, you know, like when you're younger, you call them like the boy girl party. And the girls would be like super touchy with the boys and they would even sit on their laps and giggle at their stupid jokes. And I was just not into that. I was, it was very uncomfortable and I didn't like it. And I thought it was really weird and just like a little, uh, I don't want to say grossed out, but I guess you could say grossed out. And at the time when I was younger, I'm not thinking like, these girls are slutty or whatever. Cause that was, that wasn't my thought process. I just didn't like the type of interactions that the kids were having with each other. And I definitely noticed like my parents were very appreciative of that and that I didn't participate in the lap sitting. Um, and they were glad that I wasn't like super touchy. And I'm sure like if I was though, they'd probably say something. Um, because they were there <laughs> and they did not like all that was going on, but it was also not their kids. So I think that's why they didn't say anything, but they, you know, definitely was looking out for me and my brother and we didn't participate in that stuff. Um, so those were all like kind of good reasons that contribute to my introversion. Like I definitely was rewarded in a way for being a little um, restrained and a little more conservative that way. And, not so like touchy and feely and like all over people and too rambunctious and all that. Like even now I think physical touch is like last on my love languages. But another, another reason what, like what I think contributed to my introversion also uh, was because I was also an overweight kid and I'm still like overweight now. Um, the only time I wasn't overweight was like in high school, <laughs> which really sucks because I was hoping that would at least, you know, carry on to college. It did only for like the first couple of years, but college was stressful. Okay. So I did get made fun of for being overweight. So I didn't like being center of attention. I still don't like being center of attention. I didn't like being center of attention even when I wasn't overweight. Um, and I didn't like being in social situations, uh, when I was a kid either because of that, because if you guys know anything about Filipinos and like, sorry to generalize, but they're very blunt and they don't mind saying things in front of your face and, you know, I still get like the, oh, you've gained so much weight, huh? Or like, oh, you can, or whatever. Anyways, so, so I didn't like that. And I didn't like that about social events. And I didn't like, uh, when people would point that out. So I think that's another reason why I became so introverted. It was just kind of like the teasing and the bullying and all that stuff. And, also led to like my self image issues and all that stuff. So I, I guess I can see why my introversion is so high because I do think I learned from a very, very young age that I'm safer when I'm alone because when I'm alone 
or with my husband or with like only super, super, super close friends and family members. I know I won't be bullied. I know I won't be teased for my weight and my appearance. And I know that I don't have to worry about how I look and I could just be myself. I have like an amazing group of friends who don't like, you know, judge me or like if they do, they don't at least say it. (laughs) Um, and we're just very supportive of each other. And, but it's just like our really small, close knit of fr- like close knit friends that I'm comfortable really being myself around and not really like around other people, especially like big family events with all like the aunties who like say mean things about your weight. So I love, I love my friends. They like, there's like that meme, you know, you know, your true friends, if you can send ugly snaps to each other. And that's exactly like what we do. We're totally comfortable doing like sending each other ugly selfies and it's totally fine. Like I don't feel weird and self-conscious about it around them. And you know, another thing, I think that's probably why I also just really love animals and I'm an animal lover. Like I can never go hunting ever. I just, I can't like if I go hunting and I see that animal look at me in the face, I just, I just can't, I can never, I can never do that. Cause I'm just so, I love animals and I'm just so attached to my dog too. Like he, he doesn't tease me. He doesn't bully me. He doesn't say awful things to me. He doesn't make me feel self-conscious. Like whether I'm a hundred pounds or 600 pounds, he's still going to love me the same because pets don't care about how you look, just how you treat them. And honestly, if, if only humans were the same way, that would be so amazing. But, you know, here we are. But yeah, anyways, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happened to me as a child that shaped my introversion, especially like that 93%. Like, oh my God, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to get such a high percentage, but looking at my life and how my life is like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense. I spend a lot of time alone, um, especially because my husband works a lot. But even even though, like, I have friends and I could choose to hang out with people, like, I feel like um, any day of the week, I could probably find someone to hang out with, but I just choose not to. Like, I really do choose to be by myself a lot. Um, and I very much enjoy being by myself a lot um, because, I don't know, it's like my, my safe zone, my bubble. And I think... I just have a lot of hobbies too that require me to be by myself. And so if I do have someone around while I'm doing my hobbies, it kind of just interrupts that, that focus. But anyways, even though like some of the things that impact my, where I am on the spectrum of introversion can be positive, but also negative, not really mad about it. In a way, I kind of take pride in my introversion. I feel like because I can handle being by myself and I enjoy myself, like being by myself, I feel like it does make me kind of, I don't know, like I feel like it makes me more resilient and it makes me more dependent and capable to take care of myself. Not saying like other people can't and other and extroverts can't. I'm not saying that, but I think that being introverted makes that a little easier you know, like it it definitely makes it a little easier to be by myself if I have to be by myself. And honestly, if you were to ask me if I'd want to change, um, because I I do see that question a lot on Reddit, like 
um, in the introvert subreddit, it's like, would you ever want to change if you had the choice? Would you want to be an extrovert? And I do see some people say yes, which kind of makes me sad a little bit because it, it kind of means that they don't like themselves. But for me, I think I can honestly, honestly say no. Like I like my introverted nature and I like that I am introverted. So after everything that I read and all the articles I read and all my, you know, internet searches, I came to the conclusion that whether being an introvert and introvert is a choice from what I can understand, no, I don't think so. It's just how our brains are configured and it's just how we are. And people kind of have to just accept that. And when I say people, I mean my mom. So sorry, mom. <laughs> I didn't end up being the social butterfly you wanted, but don't think I will be changing anytime soon. But don't worry, guys. I know my mom still loves me. She actually just texted me asking when I'm coming over again, which happens a lot (laughs) because only seeing her once or twice a month apparently is not enough. All right. Thanks for making it to the end. If you enjoy what you hear and want to stay up to date on the show, please follow me on Facebook and or on Instagram. You can also check out my website at thetalkativeintrovertpodcast.com. All the information will be on there as well as in the show notes. If you want to help support the show, please review and rate the podcast and share it with your friends and family. I actually have a link in the description and it's ratethispodcast.com slash the talkative introvert. And it actually take you to some instructions on how to rate and review the podcast. Because I know for me, when I started, I didn't even know how to do that. So I got this nifty link and Um, You can just go to it and I'll teach you how to rate it on, I believe, Apple and wherever else. So please go check that out. If you like the podcast, please, please, please uh, review and rate. Thanks so much, guys. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.